Welcome to Turning 65 Simplified, the only podcast that teaches you everything you should know about Medicare. We talk about real-life scenarios and offer guidance to give you the solutions that you need. Check us out at SeniorHealthSolutions.net. I am Paul Kiern, and I'm sitting here with Brian Ernst. Welcome. So basically what we plan on doing is having a series of these where we're going to explain a couple of different things in regards to the Medicare market, what our company Senior Health Solutions does, uh, some of the different things that we help people out with. So look for more to come. So this is our first Turning 65 Simplified podcast. Uh, we're going to have a series of these. My name is Paul Kuhn. I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing for Senior Health Solutions. I'm Brian Ernst. I'm the President and Founder of Senior Health Solutions. So today, basically what we planned on doing is just talking a little bit about Medicare and some of the challenges that people face whenever they turn 65. There's a lot of information that goes into this. And we're just going to kind of try to do our best to go through this. We also have a guide uh, that we send out to clients that kind of helps simplify the process. So first thing that we were going to more or less get into is just a little bit about our background in the insurance business. And I was going to start with Brian because he's the one that that brought me into this world as well. Allow him to explain. Yeah, I started um, in the insurance business in 2004. Uh, 2005 was really the first year of the Medicare Part D, if you recall, Paul, and uh, got into that uh, at that time and um, been doing it ever since. Love it. Um, there's a lot to learn in that business. And our new guys that we bring in here, they, we, they go through extensive training. Um, you're really dealing with people's health care, uh, their well-being, and um, you don't obviously never want to mess anything up. So there are a lot of ins and outs to it. Uh, we started this in 2011. Um, I immediately went after Paul to bring him on. He's probably one of the best Medicare Advantage, uh, Medicare supplement guys that I have ever met. And, um, yeah, really we put the company together just to, you know, really tailor to this market because there is a lot of ups and downs, ins and outs, a um, lot of confusion um, on what to pick, why you pick it, what's right for your neighbor may not be good for you. And um, we love the business. I love dealing with people. Paul loves dealing with people. Um, a lot of good face-to-face interactions over the years with people. Met a lot of, lot of clients that became friends that I still talk to the, to this day. And, um, yeah, it's a wonderful business to be in. We love helping people. Yeah. And I always, you know, think back, Brian, to when I first got into things. And, you know, I had to go to one of the carriers for a training. And I thought to myself, this is horribly confusing. And, I could imagine, you know, being a senior and trying to navigate some of this stuff. There's been a lot of changes over the years to to a lot of the different things. You know, some things have gotten better, in my opinion. Some things have, you know, become more challenging for clients. But really, you know, what we try to do here is just sit down with somebody, learn about them, what's going to be right for them, and then explain their options to them. So we're going to try to do our best to try to explain that, you know, to you guys today as far as how that works. And more or less, what we do is we cover the basics of Medicare first. There's four different parts to the Medicare program. And uh, just to kind of hit on these, Brian, why don't you you do us a favor and maybe go ahead and explain what that Turning 65 Simplified Guide is and and what it does for people. Well, we put that together, Paul, because um, every year you're going to get a Medicare and you guide in the mail. It's over 100 pages. Um, Not a lot of people like to read it. It's a lot of boring information, but it's useful information. So what we did with our guide is we basically found that when we were in a house dealing with a customer, we continued to use the same pages because those were kind of the pages that 
tailored to probably 95% of the population, such as if you're not a veteran, you don't need to read about the VA benefits, okay? If you're not on low income, you don't have to find out about extra help with drugs because you may not qualify for it, but you might. So what we did is we took took all that information, combined it into a guide that just kind of walks you through step-by-step what you need to do, what your options are, the benefits of each, and the, and the disadvantages of each. And um, with that, we'll sit down with the customer, kind of roll through it, and it really kind of clears everything up that they might have in their mind. A lot of people have a lot of anxiety when they turn 65. What am I going to do? I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to sign up for. What, what's going to be the best plan? Well, we handle all that for you, and that's why we put that guide together. So if you'd like to take us through some of the steps, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think one of the things that we find, too, is, you know, Brian and I talked about this yesterday, is people get information from all these different places. You know, my hairdresser said I should use this one or, you know, whatever it might be. We just want to educate people so they know what's best for them. Everybody's situation is different. So with Medicare, you basically have four parts, and we lay this out in the book where we explain it really simply. And I'll go through each one. The first one is going to be your hospital insurance. Uh, That's Medicare Part A. And that's paid for by payroll deduction, either on your behalf or if you had somebody else that, you know, was, you know, paying taxes for you or whatever it might be. But either yourself or a spouse had to work at least 40 quarters in your lifetime. I'm pretty sure Brian and I have that covered already, too, you know. But when we turn 65, we'll get our Medicare Part A premium free. So there's, you know, not an ongoing premium that seniors have to pay for this. Their medical premium, uh, that's Medicare Part B, this is based off of your income. So a lot of times, you know, Brian, you might have somebody that, you know, you're talking to and, hey, my friend said Medicare costs this amount. Well, they are in a higher income bracket and Medicare doesn't cost that amount. It costs more for them and they'll make adjustments on their Medicare Part D premium as well. So that's one of the things that we kind of try to explain in the book are the different, you know, premiums that people have to pay. Now, you also have to sign up for Medicare Part B, too, so it'll explain how to do that. And that medical portion is going to be like your doctor visits, anything outside of hospitalization coverage. Medicare Parts A and B are always administered by the federal government. So it's your red, white, and blue Medicare card. The next two parts of Medicare are actually private options. And this is going to be the Medicare Advantage program which Brian and I have lots of experience in these programs. Brian's been around since they, you know, first came out. I had my first season, I guess, the second year that they were. I was I was right there with you too, you know, so nothing to, to worry about there. But Medicare Advantage plans is a private option to where your Medicare benefits are all provided by one company. You have all the same coverage in terms of benefits, covers doctors, those types of things. But they're managed care plans to where sometimes you might have certain doctors to go to, and there's a lot of additional benefits that come with these plans. Uh, we do have a lot of our clients, you know, ask about those. And then there's also Medicare Part D, and that's the prescription drug aspect. And there's a couple of different ways people can get these benefits. Some get them through just a standalone Part D plan that they purchase, like with a Medigap or Medicare supplement. And then some plans, actually, the Medicare Advantage plans will have the drug coverage component built into that. So, Brian, like when you first got into doing the Medicare Part D plans, you know, was it mass confusion for people or, you know, what what would just share with us just a little bit about what that was like, people navigating those two? two When they they first came out, the big player was uh, Humana. Humana had a $7.10 a month. Don't quote me on the exact 
price, but it was under $10 a month Part D. And one of the big reasons they did that is it was required uh, by the federal government to have what they call credible coverage. And if you don't have drug coverage as good, if not better than what Medicare standards is, then you have to enroll into a Part D. And if you don't and you want to have it later, you're going to have a penalty. So we had several agents in the uh, Walmart stores, I think 70 stores in the Midwest, and um, it was it was mixed. It was some people were very upset that they were forced to take a Part D plan. I don't think they really realized a lot of the benefits um, of having one, and that was kind of our job is to walk them through the benefits of why they should have it. And what we found is once we sat down with people and showed them a drug that they were on that they're paying $47 a month for, if they pay $10 a month for this Part D drug coverage, that can drop down to $7 a month if it's a generic or $35. So I think once people started realizing that it's a good thing and they can save money, they were more receptive to it. Now, one thing that we did that we really liked was Humana had a Medicare Advantage, what we call an MAPD, Medicare Advantage Prescription Drug Program. Um, and really what was great about that, it was, it was zero premium, and it included the drug coverage. So people were really interested in that because now they could go to the doctor um, specialist for under $30 copay. Know what they're going to pay. Right, know what go. they're going to yeah. pay. And instead of paying the 20%, I think one thing we didn't touch on is people don't realize that there's an additional 20% to pay with Medicare a lot of times. They think it's all going to be covered. Well, you go to the hospital, you know, what's 20%? And I know there's some limits to it. Um, or if you go get an MRI, what's 20% of an MRI? Even though you might get that doctor's contracted rate with that carrier, you're still going to you know, have something out of pocket. And what a Medicare Advantage plan does with the Part D, it eliminates a lot of the guesswork on how much am I going to be out this year if something catastrophic happens. And we can go over that later with yeah, the out-of-pocket maximum. So, Brian, let me ask you this. Let's say this. Kind of help me with this. I'm 64 and a half years old. You know, there's overwhelming amounts of information on the Internet, and I need to figure out what I need to do. At 64 and a half, am I too late? You know, what's a good time frame do you feel that, hey, I need to get started and I'm going to go ahead and call Senior Health Solutions? Like, when, when do you think that's a good time to do that? Well, always remember when you're planning that, that the plans change every calendar year, January 1. Um, even though they might change by just a small amount, some of them go away, some of them are new. So to start planning any more than a year out, um, if you're looking for what type of coverage you want. I think you're just kind of doing some extra work there. I think the best thing to do when you're 60 to 64 and a half, uh, start calling Social Security. Uh, start finding out what you're going to have to do to enroll in Social Security. And if you don't want to deal with 15 different people, you can always give us a call, and we walk you through the whole process, and um, we go from there. Yeah, and, you, and you know, Brian and I, we've, we're in the helping people business, so you know, we're not able to sign somebody up for their Medicare Part B, but that's something that we can assist them in doing, show them how to do it online, you know, recommend a Social Security office that they could go into. One of the things that I always kind of tell people to start with first in terms of a decision is how much is your Medicare going to cost you? Are you going to draw your Social Security? Are you working still? You know, are you able to keep work insurance? And like you know, you just mentioned is if it's a year and a half out, you might go do research, make a decision on something. When it's time, it's all completely different. Correct. Right. You're not even you know looking at the same information. You're creating you unnecessary yeah. anxiety on yourself. You got that right. Yeah. yeah. So some people, you know, if they're working, they might delay their Medicare Part B. That's a lot of times the one first step that a client of ours is going to have to take is getting their Medicare Part B. 
lined up in terms of how they pay for it. If they're drawing their social security, they're actually going to take that monthly premium out of their social security check. If they're not, they're going to have to actually send in those premiums and, and pay for that, that part B themselves, you know, if they're delaying that. So Paul, take us through why would somebody want to opt to not have their Medicare part B start? Well, here's what, you know, and 50 years from now when I turn 65, you know, a long time, you know, coming. But if I had group benefits that I didn't have to pay for, so if I have great coverage here at work, you guys aren't making me pay a monthly premium for it, I might not want to go on Medicare yet because I'll have to pay for that. Mm -hmm. So it might make sense if people are continuing to work, you know, and we talked about this before, lots of people continue to work past age 65 now. It's just a lot more common than it was years ago. Some people can't afford to retire early or whatever it might be. But also, the other side of the coin is if you are working and your group benefits are not as strong as you would like them to be, Medicare might be a good option for you, even though you are continuing to work. Or some employer plans will require that you have Medicare to go along with that employer plan. So, Anytime we talk to somebody or if I have somebody that calls into the office, they're 64 and a half, I tell them to go to their HR person and find out what their options are. Because sometimes the best option for them isn't to use us. It might be in the future, but it might not be the case now. So starting with what your different options are outside of the Medicare world is kind of a good place to start, sure. I feel like, sure. you know, in, in terms of, of doing that. So... Brian, let me ask you this too. You know, you have a lot of experience with this. How often have you had situations to where maybe the spouse is covered under the other coverage or, you know, tell us a little bit about that where having a spouse covered could affect that decision-making process. Right. Well, that in that situation, you really have to do your research. You have to call the HR department for them and find out. Um, a lot of, it could be a situation sometimes where it's all based on a retirement plan. Maybe the husband's is $300 a month, let's say, and the wife's is $250 a month. The husband qualifies for Medicare. The wife doesn't. There's a lot of situations where if I enroll him, he's going to lose those benefits for him and his wife. If I enroll him in a Medicare Advantage plan, the other situation is I might be able to enroll him and his wife is able to keep the benefits. So now they save $300 a month. Do you find yourself having to ask people if that's the scenario or, to, or have people came to you and said, well, hey, my wife's covered under this or do they kind of miss it or not think about it? How do I think a lot of new agents can miss that. Yeah. Um, and I think it, that's part of our due diligence is, you know, I'm not here to, you know, make a commission. I do have to make a living. But if we do the right thing for people, there's been times I'm in a house and, hey, guys, this isn't right for you. What you have is perfect. Don't let anybody tell you different. Keep what you have. And next thing you know, I got a referral call. Their neighbor, their friend, their family member is turning 65, and yeah. they want to deal with us just for being honest up front. Yeah. And it all does pay off. And there's other scenarios with people retiring that, um, you know, they want to keep their retirement plan. They like it a lot. And maybe they're paying $200, $250 a month for it, but their drug coverage is superior to what I can offer them. And a lot of times it does not make sense to take them off of that. You got to look at the whole picture. Yeah, the whole picture. Right, yeah. Or they're going in for a continued treatment for something and it's going to rack their co-pays up. And you kind of balance it out. Look at their co-pays for a year. Is it going to hit their maximum out of pocket? Is that going to be less than what their retirement plan is costing them? Gotcha. So if I'm in a situation, if I'm you know a client of, of the agency 
and I know that I'm going to be retiring in about six or seven months, it's probably a good idea before I even get into the Medicare stuff or any of those types of things to talk with one of our advisors that would be able to do this for us or absolutely will they compare those two scenarios is that more or less how that would work well you know it goes back to your planning question how how far out should you really start looking Uh, a year is a little bit too long seven months is kind of ideal eight months because what the advisor is going to do is kind of take you through what you currently have when you're retiring retiring what benefits uh, are you going to be able to keep um, are you going to be able to keep your life insurance with them? That's something we can yeah. help with as well. I know you just had a client this morning, Paul, that she's I concerned did. about. Yeah. She's 84 years old, and she's concerned about when she retires, she's still working, of not having any life insurance, and she still qualifies. So yeah. situations like that can come up as well. So I think really by contacting us and talking to us, we're going to take a lot of the unnecessary legwork out of it for you. It's kind of like trusting a painter in your house, a professional painter. You know, you don't go around and follow them and, and tell yeah, them exactly, exactly how they're yeah. supposed to do it. Uh, it takes a lot of that guesswork out, and it can really save you some time and some anxiety. Yeah. We have had numerous people over the years that have came in, and, you know, they tried to tackle it themselves, and they're you feel bad for them. They're almost, you know, frustrated or confused yes. or not getting, you know, they have eight different people that they're talking to and getting, you know, conflicting answers. So that's one of the things I've always liked about us is, you know, that we have all the options for people. You know, we can show them, you know, different companies and the different ways that they're able to get their coverage. Medicare so, supplement or, yeah. So let's say this. I'm in a situation now. I have my Medicare set up. They mail a card out to me. You know, I have a couple of months coming up before my Medicare actually starts. So now I'm in a situation where I'm going to sit down with one of the senior health solutions advisors. They're going to go over these different options with me. You know, do you typically start with one or do you go through like a, a needs analysis with people? What was kind of your process, Brian, in figuring out which way to go with these folks? Uh, the first thing I do is see if they have anything health-wise going on. Um, if they have serious, serious health conditions and they're getting on Medicare, they have a guaranteed issue period for, for a Medicare supplement. In that situation, I always recommend that, hey, you're going to get this. Now's your only chance to get a Medicare supplement with all the help. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's, you know, some type of chronic um, lung function issue that they have, and they have to go, and they're racking up medical bills right now. And maybe their premium at work right now is expensive, and 200 bucks a month for a med sup, if that's what it is, and a Part D plan, that's a, a saving grace for them. So it's really a lot of times it's um, what they – have going on. Yeah, what right. they have yeah. going on and, and, and what's going to fit their situation. So you can sit there and talk about Medicare Advantage all day long, but if it doesn't fit their needs and it's going to cost them more money, they're just not doing yeah. the right thing. So, yeah, we take them through a full needs analysis, you know, when they're retiring, where they're going to be living, um, what hospitals they use, where their doctors are at, especially if it's an important specialist that they have. We want to make sure that they can still see them. And a lot of times it turns out to where, hey, a Medicare Advantage plan is the best option for you. They're perfectly uh, healthy. Everything's going to be covered for them. Their doctors are all in network. And that's the option that we go with them. I remember years ago, I had a lady that came into our office and uh, she was a referral from another client of mine. And she said, hey, Paul, I want the same insurance as you know, this other person mm-hmm. has. Well, we, we end up talking this young lady that came in, she sees a chiropractor four times a week. Well, she would have a copay, the plan at the time of $40 for each of those visits for her to use a Medicare supplement and have that covered was much more cost effective for her. So, you know, it is like you said, you have to look at the whole picture. I mean, this poor lady, if you know, I wouldn't have done my due diligence and asked about those types of things. 
that's hundreds of dollars a month in copay she would have paid right. for and that. Le- kind and of let's record. say she clears her health conditions, she can always get a Medicare Advantage plan and save that premium if she feels confident that her health is in line. Yeah. So that's always a good option. So I'll just kind of talk a little bit about this, if that's all right. Those two different options, like we just talked a little bit about uh, the Medicare supplement plans. You know, I am a big fan of those if they're affordable for people and a good fit for them. Because it does put them in a situation where you are going to have coverage on just about everything, you know, medically necessary. You know, the Advantage plans are great for lots of people. You know, it's not a situation where this one's always good for people or vice versa. Like you mentioned earlier, we want to go through like a needs analysis, those types of things. But like the Medicare Advantage plans, they have the ancillary benefits, uh, you know, the co-pays that are usually very affordable for people. What are some reasons you think, Brian, that maybe a Medicare Advantage is a good fit for people sometimes? Like we just mentioned the Medicare supplement sure. work good for, for that young lady. What are some situations where that's going to There's work a out? lot of good situations, such as what I like about a Medicare Advantage plan. Uh, for my mom, for instance, uh, she has one of the plans that we offer here, and she's going through some, some hard times right now. So the coordinated care, I think, is a wonderful thing. I mean... When you have a primary doctor and you deal with that doctor to give you referrals to specialists, a lot of p- times people see that as a bad thing. I see it as a good thing because if you're, if you're on a football team, you're not a receiver just running down the field. You have to have a quarterback. And a lot of times a Medicare Advantage plan will be that. That primary doctor will be that quarterback for you uh, versus a Medicare supplement. A lot of times with a Medicare supplement, people say, well, I don't want to get referrals. I want to go anywhere I want to go. Well, who's managing your care? Who's who's the one that's kind of the quarterback and they want to do keep, it. Yeah. They right. want to do it. And you know what? I, you know, um, I don't think it's a good idea for yeah. somebody to manage their own health care. Yeah. The other benefit to a Medicare Advantage plan obviously is the, the zero premium. Uh, Medicare itself, original Medicare will no longer administer any of your health care when you sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan because Medicare pays that carrier, whether it's United Healthcare, Aetna, Cigna, whatever, whatever is right for you, they pay them a monthly amount to manage your health care. Uh, with that, they want to provide service because they want to keep you as a customer, whereas Medicare, it's a great program. They're not worried about their service. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. Right. They're not really worried about the service that they're going to provide you because Medicare is not going to lose you as a customer. Uh, but a Medicare Advantage plan might. The other thing is it's one card to use everywhere. A lot of people, as simple as that sounds, a lot of people like that. It's one card. It's got my hospital coverage. It's got my, it's got my doctor visits on here. It's got, it even has, uh, sometimes it have lab work copay written on there. I show it at the pharmacy to get my drugs. A lot of them uh, have over-the-counter benefits. Kind of like group insurance a lot of people have. Yeah, they just have the it's, one card exactly that show the same thing. And that's yeah. how I explain it to a lot of people when they don't understand it. It's, I said, it's really just like the insurance that you had for at work. You have your co-pays. You have your little things you have to pay out of pocket here, but you don't have a premium for it. Yeah. And then I'll ask them, did you like your work insurance? Yes, it was great. Well, this works exactly the same yeah. way. So with these Advantage plans, one of the things that you mentioned, and I know that that can catch a lot of people off guard, and even when you and I first got in the business, we had to answer questions on this a lot. These plans have, you know, we're, we have to word it a certain way due to compliance, but they have no monthly premium in addition to what people pay for their Medicare already. So if somebody has Medicare, they sign up for one of these plans, they don't have to pay any monthly premium Depending for Depending on the plan. Some do have premiums, of course, but the ones that we primarily look at are, are zero premium. So when somebody says this, well, hey, how can I get this plan and I, I don't even have to pay anything? You know, how, how is that? How are they able to get that? You know, what's the easiest way that you could explain that to, to somebody, you think? 
Well, when it first came came out in 2005, it was, I mean, I heard when I visited people, it's too good to be true. I'm just going to stick with what I have. It's too good to be true. And I think the best way to explain it is they're still paying for it. It's paid for by their taxes and then putting in years of hard work paying into the system. And now they're paying a Part B premium on top of it. So it's not free by any means, but there's no additional cost to it. So like I said, all that money that Medicare was receiving for you, it now goes to that carrier. And basically, Medicare is paying the premium for you, and it comes out to be a zero premium. So people on the Advantage plans, if they go to a doctor's visit or a hospital, they won't show that red, white, and blue card because no. Medicare pays that company to manage their health care for them. No. Is that right? Yes, and yeah. sometimes that's some of the calls I've had in the past years is, I got this bill from my doctor. You said this plan was going to pay for you know all my doctor visits, and... I ask them, what card did you show? Well, they don't know, so I call the doctor's office for them. What, did you ha- what insurance did you have on file for Mrs. Jones? Well, I just have original Medicare. No, nope, we need to rebuild that. I'm going to call you with her member ID number, and it ends up getting rebuilt. So, yes, don't, if you have a Medicare Advantage plan, don't show your red, white, and blue card anymore for anything. Use the other one. For yep. That. So with the Medicare supplements, you know, I know that you're going to use your red, white, and blue card. You're going to have the Medicare supplement card. I've had some people over the years say things like, well, you know, Paul, I'm really healthy right now. You know, I go to the gym once a week. I go to a doctor, you know, every six months. But I'm worried, you know, my dad had this wrong with him or, you know, that when I'm older, I might not be able to get a Medicare supplement later on. You know, what are your thoughts on people that worry about that, you know, in the future? Because if you do get sick and you're in a situation where you need a Medicare supplement or feel that you do, it's not something that you can switch to at any point in time. You have to Correct. be able to answer health questions or things like that. So if you're in a situation to where, you know, somebody were to say to you, hey, I have, I have to, you know, really think about when I'm older and things like that, would you say, you know, utilize your savings now and try to put that away or... You know, some people on Advantage plans have health problems, you know, and it's not a problem for them. It's coverage there. But that's one of those kind of common questions that I know sometimes people worry about really far into the future, you know, with the plans changing. So would you recommend people look at this stuff, you know, every year, every couple of years? Like what, as far as like future planning goes, is it a take it year by year? Like what are your thoughts on that? Um, It is take it year by year, and we contact all of our customers every year and let them know if there's been any major plan changes to what they have. We keep very good records of what they have, what their benefits are, and we check those every year. When the new plans come out, we look at them, and let's say maybe you have a plan, and, you know, I knew for a fact that it was very important to you for this specific drug that maybe is a Tier 3 in your plan, and I see now it's going to be Tier 4. It's going to be a 25% copay on that drug. We're going to reach out to you and let you know, hey, um, this is let's, re- re- let's evaluate this again and go through. Are you still gotcha. on that medicine? That's kind of our job. We, d- we love to keep clients right where they're at and the plans that they have, uh, but they do change. So as far as your question, Paul, every year you really should double-check everything, reach out to whoever your advisor is, and ask if there's any changes. Yeah. And the other thing, time you do that is when maybe you have a life-changing event. Maybe you're moving. Maybe your wife passed away. Maybe your husband passed away. Uh, Maybe your retirement plan is going away. Uh, Maybe you're getting sick. Yeah. Right? Then it's time to reach out and just say, hey, is this still the right thing for me? One of the other things, though, even with clients that have called into the office, you know, with the changes, it's not always a negative thing, too. A lot of the extra benefits that these plans have, you know, nothing makes me feel worse than, you know, I have a client call in, a, a prospective new client, and 
you know, you share with them something about their plan that they weren't aware of that's a positive thing, whether it's, you know, a gym membership is covered or, you know, if I can go to this doctor or if I could travel to this area, just all these different types of, of things. So it's not even always a negative thing when you review your coverage. Sometimes there's some benefits with your existing plan that might be beneficial to you. There might be some benefits with another plan within that same carrier that would suit your needs better. So I would definitely agree with you to look at it on a yearly sure. basis. You know, and to, in my opinion, to plan 30 years out based on hypotheticals and things like that is good, but also you kind of have to take some of this stuff year by year because right. 30 years from now, we have no idea what it will look like. Right. And also 30 years ago, things were a lot different too. Absolutely. I mean, they're, you know, we would have had one option to discuss and been done by now. So, Paul, you mentioned calls into the office and people having questions. And we, you asked me earlier about the difference in Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those calls are, hey, I'm going to California to visit my daughter. I have this Medicare Advantage plan. Am I going to be covered out there? Can you kind of take me through what your answer would be for yeah, that? Yeah, so here's how I explain to people that situation. If you go to California and you're in a managed care plan and you're not based out of California, any emergency situation urgent care visits, those types of things, you're going to be covered. So people worry about that. Hey, if I go and this happens, I'm, you know, will I be covered? Now, if you said, Hey, I want to, you know, go see this, you know, foot doctor down the street because I heard he's great and, you know, routine type healthcare things that typically is not covered in those HMO type plans or PPO plans, the advantage plans, the Medicare supplements. That is why some people like them. If they live in multiple areas or travel a lot, they can get routine healthcare out of you know, the, the particular service area or area that they live in. But a lot of the advantage plans, uh, they're starting to, you know, make some adjustments. Some will cover, you know, doctor visits. They have passport programs or different things to where you can get some routine care done if you're out of the area. So so what if, God forbid, they're hospitalized? They go to the ER and they find out, oh, my gosh, you're, something's happening. we got to get you in the hospital and get you worked on. So if they're out of the area and they have to go to a hospital and it's medically necessary, they're going to put them in there. They're going to get them in there and they're going to get the same great care that they So they're not going to say, well, you got the wrong insurance. No, catch a flight back to wherever you came from. No, they won't do that. But what they'll do is if that individual has a medical condition to where they are stable enough to be brought back home or able to travel or things like that, they are going to want them to to go back to their you know home market, which well, that's you, what they should want too. Right? Exactly. Most yeah. people, you know, if, if I know this, if I were out of town and I got sick, the first thing on my mind would be, when am I going home? So yeah. most people don't have any problem. I want to be home. That. I want to see my doctors. I want to go to my exactly. Hospital. Yeah. So they won't. You know, we have a lot of people. Oh, insurance companies want to kick you out of the hospital. That's not necessarily the case. They want to make sure that you're stable first, so you're not getting readmitted and these types of things. Once that happens, they would probably encourage you to to come back home and see your your own doctors and that that familiar health, familiar healthcare setting. If somebody has a Medicare supplement and that happens, I mean it's it's covered. They can you know go to any hospital in the United sure. States. Those types of things. So. Sure. So we're about out of time. Paul, do you have any final thoughts for this week before we talk a little bit about what we're going to do next week? No, I just want to you know, invite everybody to come and join us again next time. Uh, we'll expand on the topics a little bit more. You know, Next step would be to get into a little bit more details on the different options that people have. So invite everybody to come back and join us. Absolutely. If uh, people have questions, what do you think we should have them do? Any specific questions to our show that they'd like to ask? Numerous different ways. They can call into our office, our website, uh, our Facebook page, Instagram. I mean, we have numerous ways that clients are able to communicate with us. So if you would join us next time, or if you could, please follow us on Facebook. That's Senior Health Solutions. 
or you can visit our website at www.seniorhealthsolutions.net, or we could be reached at 1-888-215-5740. We do encourage questions and comments. Uh, we'd love to go over any questions you might have because the question you have, I bet a lot of people have. So join us next time. We're going to talk about what to do next, uh, some of the first steps, break it down step-by-step, step, how to start the process of enrolling in Medicare. Interested in learning more about us? Follow Senior Health Solutions on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn for more information. Or if you're applying for Medicare and need guidance, give us a call at 1-888-215-5740 and we would be more than happy to help. See you next time on Turning 65 Simplified.